Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. Hello, I am Jeff. And I am Joe. Welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast, uh, episode 32. A uh, lot of stuff going on in the world of sports, but Joe, I want you to start off with a, a story that you emailed me about some a, a really t- tough read about high school hazing and some things that are happening. Yeah, it's a really tough read, and and one thing that's uh, that I liked about it, it's uh, it was a story everybody can go out there and check it out. It was by the Associated Press. They did a long-term investigation into um, something that they found to be a trend, which is abuse or sexual abuse or hazing or whatever word you want to say. There's a lot of similarities between all of those um, at high schools across the country where their kids are essentially being sodomized by broomsticks, by hangers, by kids' hands, and it's all in the name of, you know, air quotes, you know, hazing, um, but it's sexual abuse, you know, and these kids are yelling and screaming and saying no, and some kids are saying sexual abuse, and then we're, and there's some situations where coaches find out about it and they try to hide it. In one case, the wife of a of a of a coach hid the bloody clothes. Oh man! In in, in another case, I don't know if this was the same one where this kid was brought to the doctor because there was some bleeding. They brought him back to this summer camp or whatever, and he collapsed because they had ruptured, I think, his uh, kidney, liver, and rectal wall. Um, wow. And these are this is not the same as the Penn State situation, but it is in the sense that coaches that know this, it's one thing that the kids do it, as you know, but it's another thing to find that. And this is a story that is very difficult to re- research yeah, it was- uh, because people don't want to talk about it. And, and it, took, it took the concerted effort of the Associated Press and many other people to do. And this is why we need great journalism is to, to, to point these things out. Yeah, exactly. I remember like uh, we used to call it, fre- we had some things that was called freshman orientation when you went into high school <laughs> and some of the seniors. But, you know, back then it would maybe be like, you know, throw you in a trash can or, you know, dump your head in the in the toilet. Sing or, the fight song. Yeah, or, you know, get locked in a locker or something. But, yeah, which was, you know, obviously still a, a level of abuse. But, man, now you're talking about something that this is a, a whole nother, you know, super level of stuff that's really, it's a crime. It is a crime. It's absolutely a crime. And uh, any, any sport, uh, any coach, any athletic director, anybody who knows of this and doesn't say anything about it, is complicit in that. It's absolutely horrid because I never. I you, you spend a lot of time around high school sports. I have a lot when my daughters were in it recently and and through my life. I, I had no idea that these things were happening. I don't know if it's a major trend or if these are a, a collection of unusual instances. But God, I had no idea. No, I had no idea. I mean, I've heard of the freshman orientation way back <clears throat> when in the '80s and stuff, but it was all like on a lesser scale. But you couldn't think. I mean, this is like this is abuse, and this is definitely. I mean, it's crazy that it's happening in the country we live today. And with social media, it's probably even worse because you know the, the kids today are basically filmed and recorded everything they do. Yeah, I, I just it's just every time I think about that story, I think it came out about three days ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, when you sent it to me, I can I can barely read it because it was just. Uh, graphic and horrific and you're like this cannot be happening in, in the United States of America right? and it's a very long story but it's a very well researched but you're absolutely right it, every time every paragraph you're thinking oh my god can I get to the next one it's it's just it's just horrible right. it's it's both the, a, a great thing that journalism did this and hopefully the 
best thing about it is not that they told the story, but that'll affect change. And that's the yeah. reason we write a lot of these things is to that. Hopefully this isn't and that's the lesson locally. for the journalists out there is that you can affect change when you uncover a story like this and, and do your due diligence and, and report the story correct. So hopefully that will uh, you know make people continue to want to get into journalism and things like that. So uh, let's move on to other sports. How about that? Okay. Well, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to oh, talk about related to it maybe um, is that I talk to a lot of people, as you do, you know, who want to get into the media in some way, sense, sense or form. And, and I, I'm, I'm amazed how many of them want to right away work for ESPN or... Uh, <laughs> I was I mean, waving to Randy Jones in Florida. Uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, okay. You know, RJ. The, the, oh, you mean the old uh, San Diego uh, no, no. Uh, Padres pitcher? Yeah. No, no, the old Charleston referee. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I just am amazed how many people just want, think they, they can walk right in the door and do that. And everybody's trying to find what's your shtick or what's the, the, the niche that you're doing. And yep. it's really simple, which is go to the basics and continue to work hard at it. Yep. There's, there's, there's nothing more than that, and eventually things will, will emerge That applies to that. everything. You have to work yeah. hard at it, and you have to, and you have to right. keep doing it. You know, we yeah, it's like I don't want to do the soundboard if you're on TV, or I don't want to you know, do the basic agate. Hey, that's part of the deal. You need to learn how to do that first. Right. Well said. Uh, all right, now we'll get on to other sports, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, Let's talk a little bit about where we stand in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Now, the NHL playoffs have been a little bit more, quote-unquote, exciting because the, there, have been, there have been some competitive games. Uh, but in the, uh, the, uh, in, the, in the NBA, there are a lot of people are really talking about how it's really become boring because it seems like Golden State and Cleveland are just on a collision course. They've ran through their playoffs. Both of them are eight and zero. So, uh, your thoughts? You got it's got to be tough being TNT and ESPN right now to to keep the momentum going for NBA when it just seems like there's only there's two behemoths and everybody else is just a, oh is in the background. Well, I wonder because everybody keeps talking about how it's ruined basketball that Kevin Durant goes to Golden State and the Cleveland. Well, last week, May first to seventh, the top twelve shows uh, for cable. We're all NBA games. There you go. There's your answer. So, <laughs> again, that doesn't – but on, on the other hand, NBA this year was down, I think I read recently, 6%. So – but but it's – which is the same as two years ago. I think last year was a little bit up and, the, you know, it goes up and down. But I, I'm not as interested in a lot of these series. Um, on the other hand, I'm a lot more because I really am interested in Golden State. What do you think? I am ready for Golden State and Cleveland in the finals. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think sure. anybody's going to be the semifinals in both or the conference finals in both are going to be meaningless. I think if either team, if another team wins one game, it'll be a, you know almost an upset. So, but I think when the NBA finals start and it's LeBron against you know Curry and um, you know Durant, it's going to be awesome, uh, you know, entertainment and great a great probably six to seven game series. Now, obviously, uh, the National Hockey League, uh, and the, some of the you know the Penguins winning helps because they have their a brand name with Crosby. So, sure. but then they're going up against the Ottawa Senators, which are not a brand name, and now out west you have the you, know, you have Anaheim versus Nashville. Anaheim brings you the LA market, but Nashville really brings you this new, fun-loving town that's just right. taken this team under its wing. And when when the Predators play, you know Nashville almost comes to a stop now. It's oh, crazy! It, it's a lot of fun. If you've never been to a game there, you know it, it's. I've been to a couple of those games over the last few years. Just the whole excitement around the the uh, I think it's Bridgestone Arena right there in the downtown. Yeah, everybody just loves that, and and they have celebrities coming in there from both rock and country singing national anthems. Well, they, I think they've changed. They're actually having like the people are offering to sing the national anthem. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have to go try to find them. The people, these big right. Nashville and rock stars are begging to do the anthem. Oh in Nashville, my god, so it's yes. really a neat story, and you like to see that in a town like Nashville because you don't associate hockey at all with Nashville, and now it's all of a sudden you know they're one of the premier teams and. I got a feeling it's going to be. I think they'll make it to the, the finals. And if anybody wants to read a really great read, it's 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 somewhat older now. But there was a story about after the first year that Nashville got its team. Um, 
I'm trying to think if it was on Grantland. I think it was a piece on Grantland. Yeah. It was like a 10,000 word piece that I, I had to read every piece of it. It's the reason they did it is they moved some auto industry. Some uh, remember they were was it the Saturns? I think that they were starting to they build moved to down Tennessee, there. Yeah. Well, all those auto workers, most of them came down from Detroit, which were big hockey fans, and because of that. They were able to sell enough season tickets and get oh, interest right. in it. And it's kind of interesting, and now it's evolved to what you were just talking about. Um, that said, Ottawa was it? Ottawa was playing uh, New York. No, Ottawa was playing uh, Anaheim. Then they beat them four to three. Uh, Anaheim beat Edmonton. Okay, yeah. I didn't even care. I, um, I just, if you're out there, I think you care a lot. I think that the TV executives are really not wanting that matchup. I think it's the Nashville one and probably Pittsburgh because you have Sidney Crosby, who seems to be okay after the concussions, yeah, he's fine, right? Yeah. Um, but but also back to basketball, I'm really intrigued by this Boston Washington series. It's yeah, those been, two are going at. They don't like each two, other. Two, two, every. Yeah. That, I think I, they've played nine games and the home teams won every single one. But those games are not. They're some blowouts yeah. on both sides. Both teams have won by 10 and they points. they hate each other. Yeah. Did you see that shove uh, yeah. Oubre had yeah. on uh, Olmisic? Olnick, yeah. Olnick, yeah. yeah. It's, um, wow. This I, I'm thinking this is a little WWE action there. I like a couple it. people are saying that talk about NASCAR being down, and some people are sad about the Blues, and some people are giving me a hard time about the Braves being already out of the baseball playoffs. I'm well aware of that. Not folks. mathematically. <laughs> not mathematically. And we don't know math well, but we know it's not mathematically yeah. out of there, right? In fact, I asked a buddy of mine the other day about NASCAR. You just <laughs> don't, you don't hear anything about NASCAR. The only news really that's come out of NASCAR is that Dale Jr. has announced he's going to retire at the. Uh, at the end of the season. And I mean, yeah, that's the farewell really, tour. Yeah, so other than that, NASCAR really is not on the radar at all in terms of sports right now. It's really went down from being 15 years ago. It was like they said it was the up-and-coming biggest sport, but, wow, talk about a slide. Yeah, and I think part of it is that there's, I think, the growth of the NBA. I, I see the NBA continuing to grow uh, both in this country and, of course, globally. So, But I, I don't know what the – I mean, when you grow that fast in NASCAR, you know, I was living yeah. down in Daytona at the time – you you can never capture that. I mean, the, the energy of that growing at some point. And you yeah. had all the names back then. Yeah, you had a little bit of names. And Na- name some drivers right now. I could name Dale Earnhardt Jr. And Jimmy I think, Johnson. And Johnson, and then Gordon retired, right? Uh, Jeff Gordon just retired. Yeah, okay. And, of course, he's the guy we've seen on commercials yeah, still, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of really talented people on NASCAR. Um, but... It can't conceivably grow that, that as much as it has been. There you go. Uh, the other sad part of news this week, two sad parts. Uh, uh, Chris Berman lost his wife in a terrible right. auto accident out in uh, uh, Bristol, Connecticut, his wife Kathy. And so uh, our, our condolences are Chris Berman. Oh, you know, Chris sure. has been a fixture in our lives for years, and obviously they're going through that uh, in, at ESPN. So uh, good thoughts out to Chris Berman and his family out in uh, Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, but the other thing is I watched last Sunday because I, w- I wanted to see what it was like, the sports reporters. The, right, last, the last one. Last episode. Did you get to check it out? Um, no, I didn't. I missed it. They did a good uh, job. They did it right. Um, they they didn't do anything special with it, which was what they thought Shap and right. Saunders would want. Oh, I agree. And they just kind of signed off and said, hey, it's over. We've enjoyed it. We thank you. Uh, and they did it really classy. But it's just going to be weird. On Sunday morning, If you know, it's one of those things you're just used to seeing. Maybe even if you didn't watch it, it was there. And you, you kind of like that comfort factor that the sports reporters were there. They're no longer going to be there. Yeah. And that just makes me and my heart a little bit sad. I, I know that's kind of sappy, but you just kind of get used to stuff like that in your life, and all of a sudden it's right. gone. And it was a good show. It was a very good show. I think, uh, you know, this is the show that pretty much spawned every other 
talky show oh, yeah. on, right? Yeah. Every other show where they're you know but yelling, was, yeah. although they didn't yell and scream, they talked no. intelligent about something. Yeah. This was professional intelligence, not just yes. the screaming and and. and I, not, I miss Dick Shap too. Yeah, he oh, yeah. was just. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Jeremy has done a, an exceptional job taking up that mantle of his father. But yeah, in the morning, you know, it's it's yeah. one of those things like. Um, that and for me i also love meet the press yeah, but, meet the press but, face but, the nation but, but i still like the sports reporters more as a bunch of people hanging around and but i'm really excited for the new show because the e60. I don't, do you like the e60 yeah. that they have yeah because i think bob lee's awesome and i think outside the lines is the best yeah. tv sh sports journalism anywhere as a matter of fact the uh, they just gave out the emmys for yeah, sports so. yesterday and um i saw a brian life Gumbel. is matt did yeah. you did, i actually I, I, did you ever see that one I, they spent a year with this this young woman who was a top a top level athlete? She would probably have gotten track scholarships, and she changed and went through the transition to become a male, I, and so lost that. And her dad was upset, but yeah. although he supported her, and it's just a yeah. tremendous show. There you go. Yeah. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. No, I think I, I've seen that in Brian Gumble's show too on on HBO Inside Sports. Is it HBO was Inside Sports? Real people. Real, yeah. Real sports. Real sports. That's, That's right. another good one where they sit down with them. They wanted MA2 yeah, for their report on the, uh, the IOC. Olympics, yeah. The Lord of the Rings, yeah. And I think he won. I was looking through. I was looking at him just here. Well, it's funny because I wrote down sports Emmys whether or not you cared or not. Because <laughs> ah, well, I do care. Well, because what, well, it's because one of the things about award shows, I always say, it's rich people giving rich people awards. And so some people don't like award shows, but with 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 the Emmys, there are there's some journalistic values and there's some stuff that people that go out and do some really good show stories and shows. This past week's E60 did the story about the Arizona State track coach who was having an affair with one of his athletes, mm. and they talked about that. And you know, you really felt horrible for everybody involved, mostly the female from Wyoming who went oh, out sure. there. And so you know, they really do good st stories on E60 and real sports and and outside the line. So uh, well, good stuff. Well, I, I mean. Do you care about them? I, sports Emmys I like because you know what I think there's some there's some stuff that you, that relates to what I believe in. You know I'm never going to be a movie star. I'm never going to be well, a, well, a country we don't star. Know yet. I'm Come pretty on. sure never or a musical never. star. But with sports, it's kind of in your field, so you pay more attention. Right. You know, but <clears> somebody <throat> handing out an Oscar or a Grammy, who cares? But when it comes to this stuff, when you see Brian, you see the people you've grown up with, Bob Costas winning again. Of course, I listen to the Dan Patrick Show a lot, and he's always up against Bob Costas, and for the 15th year in a row, he lost to Bob Costas, and then Bob Costas come on the Dan Patrick Show, and they have a great time uh, talking about it. So it's it's fun stuff. So I do like the sports Emmys. Yeah, I do too. And I think one of the reasons I like the sports Emmys is the same reason I, I might wear, care for some other things is that uh, it's not really for just the internal thing to win. It's to really show this is, these are the things that matter. Like that piece, Life is Mad. Yep. They're subjective, as we know. We get it. Our students are involved with them. We've been involved with these types of competitions. The best piece doesn't always win. I, although, who's to say what the best yeah. piece is? It's so subjective. Because that Life is Mad, I saw that. I saw probably over the past year, I don't know how many shows they've had. I've probably watched maybe a dozen of Outside the Lines. I don't watch it every single day because yeah. I don't have time. I don't know how you are. But think about all the stuff that's out there. There's so much great stuff out there. But they're saying this is definitive of the type of thing we think that should be good journalism. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, and it's about telling the story. And I think that's what a journalist, journalist do yep. is telling that story. That's so important. So there we go. Speaking of stories, one of the other uh, things that came up this week, a lot of people were talking about the in-game interviews that Major League Baseball does, uh, NBA does. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, and some of the, and I believe uh, Kevin Harlan said they're absolutely worthless. They give us no insight. The only thing they do is allow the announcer to have another thirty seconds to get a drink or something <laughs> of water while they're asking Greg Popovich, you know, about the fourth quarter. And of course, Pop's just going to say, "Our goal is to score more points than the other team," and they're going to have that. So. 
Hey, a little theme music. Oh, there you go, a little music in the background. Uh, I, I've never liked post-game interviews. I'm not uh, in-game interviews, though. In-game, yeah. I, I like even less because I feel like we're intruding. I don't like when they go, hey, Joe Girardi, talk of this. I mean, baseball's probably the best at it because yeah. you can sort of sit back and there's a pitch, there's yeah. another pitch. And they record uh, them during the timeout or during the inning break and right. things. So I, that, I, to I, me, they I, don't bring much value to the game. Uh, but I, I think some of the – it's just – it's the use of technology, and I think that's kind of where sports is going. How they adapt to, to new technologies as it comes about, uh, comes available. Yeah, I'm just not. I guess I'm just not a. Yeah, I, there must be enough people who are because there's certainly some very talented people asking questions. Like for baseball, I love listening to you know Kirkjian and, and, and Buster Only talk because they have yeah. such an amazing uh, knowledge, and, and the NBA has has people like that. But I just don't. I, it feels awkward. I mean, I haven't been a reporter for so many years. <laughs> Every time those going into the locker room questions like, what are you going to do in the second half? Oh, let me tell you absolutely everything I'm going to do so the other team will know. No, it's going to be, you know, this cursory. You know, we're going to try to be better. We're well, gonna, we're, yeah, I'll tell a go team. We're going to push our defense to be yeah, better. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, geez, just replay the halftime show from the scene from Hoosiers, yep. you know, every single time. What are they going to do? Here you go. Enjoy it again. You know, yeah. it's, it's a waste. One of our viewers on Line is talking about the Ryan Leaf episode that they uh, they were talking about. And oh, yeah. Have you seen some of that? I saw part of it. That yeah. is really good, and it, it makes you. Ryan Leaf is kind of a character. You thought he was really kind of almost a uh, just a washed up has been, but now he's kind of made something of his life. He goes out and he's telling his story. He's not trying to fake it. You can tell, and he's he comes off as a real person who made a mistake, and he's trying to at least redeem his life. So Randy Jones, it's a it's a good call out there. That was a a very very good story. If you haven't seen the Ryan well, Leaf one, well, when Ryan Leaf was drafted, I I don't know if you remember that scene where he's in the locker room saying "Leave me alone," just screaming it oh, yeah. at a reporter. Um, because of some tough, not even that tough of a question. He had some, obviously, challenges as he's yeah. starting to recount now. But when he was drafted, was he number? He was right ahead of... It went Manning, then Leaf. I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he was at, out in Washington State yeah. or Washington or something like so that. So he spent, like, almost two years in jail. And, and, you know, for you know, because he got into some obviously some issues. You and knew so. he had problems when he when he came yeah. out. The way at least anger issues. No one could I guess guess on that. But he was didn't he do a two part? Um, I think it's a two part. I've seen the first. Was it part. on Mike and Mike or where was that? He was one? on Mike and Mike, but he also did a uh, on the E60 or the outside lines where he did. That's the, right. They, That's they right. And they, yep. and they took him to the places where he's doing his public speaking now. And basically, he's telling the story. He was he basically was working for twelve bucks an hour just a few years ago for for this company just to try to serve, you know you know make me and make ends meet. And now he's kind of you know build up from that, and they've hired him to be a promotional part of his company. It's a neat story, so worth checking out as well. Um, NFL uh, is uh, under a little fire because they – not the NFL, but some of the NFL teams, I guess, because they Colin Kaepernick cannot find a job, and they're saying all these other guys are getting their 10th chance, like the Brian Hoyers and the Barkleys and all these guys that have kind of – Mark Sanchez, who've kind of been around the league in four or five different teams, never proven themselves, where Kaepernick has taken a team uh, you know, to a Super Bowl and has had some moderate success in the – or you know, actually better at good success in the NFL, but because of all of his issues last year, uh, you know, talk about these teams don't want to mess with him. Your thoughts on Cap? Well, we, you know, we talked about it a lot last year, but I think the fact that you have a lot of fans claiming that he's the reason they don't watch, which, you know, I know some people who do say that, and, and there's others who are, you know, ridiculous about it as well. I don't think teams want to have him around. I think it's as simple as that. They're worried about ratings. They're worried about some other things. The fact of the matter is, if you're an NFL team and you need a backup quarterback, 
you know, he's far better than some of these other people. Of course, we don't know the intricacies. Like, I mean, if you ask me who's the best college player, who's coming, I don't have a clue, you know. <laughs> and and I, I couldn't put him up, and I couldn't give you, like, a Bill Polian or somebody who's a GM, used to be a GM. Uh, but, but, but how does someone with this much talent not get in? It, it's clear. I mean, there's certain things in life that are clear. When, you know, we can, we can connect the dots. And as you're saying, the dots show that teams don't want him to be there if you put the picture together. Well, and the other thing, I think most teams, what you said is spot on, 100%, Joe. And the other thing is it's, it's, for, it's May right now. So you're gonna you don't have to go to camp till late July. So why answer the media's questions May, June, and July if you're interested in Colin Kaepernick? If you're not sure about your quarterback situation, you can sign him July 23rd. Camp opens. You're not gonna really deal with the media as much for the next. You know you're gonna be focused on your team. And so I think that at that time he'll probably find a job or somebody gets hurt. But you know a lot of people don't like him. One of our viewers just said you know Cap he's disrespectful to the country. So. That's Say, why people aren't going to hire him. For two, why hire him now and put up with the media for two months? Not to be confrontational with someone who's listening. I think that's absolutely a wrong statement to make. You know, you're not disrespectful to the country when you're using your First Amendment right. You know, there are people who. Um, but that, that's the point. Is some people think he is. Some people think he's not. But so, that's everything. So why why right. hire him now? I, I would now because I want a lot of this back, this 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 coverage now, not when the season starts. Because when the season starts is when you really care about winning the games. And, and, and I realize people have different perspectives. I mean, I, I would never have done what he did, and maybe it's because I, don't, I was raised a different way or maybe because I'm not as uh, brave as he is in some ways. Yep. You know, I think he was both brave and stupid in some of the things, but I think that's the case. You know, you look back to uh, John Carlos and, you know, in the 1968 Olympics or Muhammad Ali in his day. People in their day, just they get rip on these athletes, and yep. then later on they go, well, you know, when we look at history, like right yeah. now, you, when we look, we have a current administration, you know, what is it going to look like in 10 years? What is Barack Obama's going to look like in 10 years? We're starting to get a sense of how people think about President Bush's, you know, yeah. 10 years later. So Let's uh, not get into politics today. <laughs> but, but, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm not claiming one side. I, you know, as a journalist, I don't like either political party. You, you know, but the fact of the matter is that people say they want to have politics outside of sports, which is absolute BS because we have it in, it's so infused. Oh, you yeah. still, you do the Star Spangled Banner, you know, you have, you know, flyovers, you, you do all kinds of things. Sports is so political, we just only get upset when it goes against our personal politics. There you go. And the other thing is, like one of our other viewers said about Kaepernick, is that style of quarterback really hasn't proven to be a part of the NFL. I mean, Cam Newton had to change his game, or you know, and so Kaepernick and the run-and-gun quarterback. I mean, RG 3s out of the game, too, right now. And think about him three years ago. He's on every commercial for every product. Now he's not, he's not even in the NFL. Yeah, but, you know, Andrew Rodgers, I know it's not the same thing. Andrew Rodgers is a running quarterback, and he keeps linebackers Backers and DBs back a little bit at certain times. Um, Cam Andrew Newton. Luck, you mean? Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Did I say Andrew you Rodgers? You said Andrew Rodgers. Oh, we have an alum, Andrew Rodgers. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers is doing that, and Andrew Luck, can, he can barely run to the line of scrimmage. He, he is a prototypical one. But, but think about that. And Cam Newton, he's not running as much as he used to. But he still does, and there's that threat there. So, and he's bigger than uh, Kaepernick, too. Right. Well, yeah. I want a guy like Kaepernick, frankly, who there is that threat, and they all can't just come flying in on you, you know. But everybody likes something different. I think I think that quarterback's going to be around for a while. Um, but I think these are all reasons or excuses not to hire him. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned a couple of quarterbacks early on that they're getting hired for you know backup oh, quarterback. I mean, Brian Hoyer's been on every team. 
Yeah. Hasn't he? I mean, you think about Hoyer, you think about Matt Barkley, you think about Mark Sanchez, the the all oh, the brothers that have been on every team. I can't think of their name right now, but a brain lock. But you know, the two brothers uh, from Washington, uh, you know, they've been on every team in the NFL as backups. So I'm having oh. you know, the complete brain lock on the name right now. So all right, let's get Gruden. out. Gruden. Let's let's talk a little bit. What other subjects you have? We have a few minutes left here on on the Joe and uh, Jeff Sports Podcast. <laughs> well, we, we we hit on a couple of them. I'm, I'm really sort of intrigued by a couple of things. I had something that sort of did, did you did you listen to John Daly's interview earlier this week? I saw a couple of John Daly interviews, like on Dan Patrick, and he was on Mike and Mike, where you know talking about his first win and stuff. You, when John Daly's on, it's must see TV or must hear radio. I mean, he, he is great. He is so fun to listen to. They asked him, uh, you know, he was on Mike and Mike, and they devote a long time. Who's the Who's the guy I'm forgetting right now? He was. Um, he looks like Mike Golick. <laughs> He's an actor. Oh he yeah, was a, yeah. Me, I, I don't he, watch he, the show, but he was on there the other day. Uh, yeah. in terms of the from uh, Modern Family. Yeah. No, no, from. Um, I know exactly what you're talking he's, about. He's on that new television show. Yeah, yeah we're showing our ignorance here. Um, I know. I but don't anyway, watch it. they had him on the other day, and I'll think of that in a second. But when they had uh, John Daly on, John Daly, they asked him a question. They said, what would you do differently if you went back to John Daly 10, 20, 20 years ago? And he goes, not a damn thing. I am who I am. I made mistakes. I did stupid things. But that was both my success and, and other the things. The Goldbergs. Thank you. Our there viewers you are yeah, on Thank it. you. That was it. Yeah. Um, so... I, I I love when people give responses like that if it's earnest. Yeah. And it seemed like it was. Is that yeah? I'd like to go back and tell myself not to do it. He's like, no, that's you know, that, that's the way life is. It's okay. Yeah. He also told an interesting story about Tiger Woods during that interview, where uh, Tiger was out there practicing and then John Daly and everybody was going, come on, have a drink with us. You know, we were one of the boys there and and um, and. Tiger Woods said, well, if I had as much natural talent as you, I wouldn't be out there practicing all the time. And he goes, holy cow. Someone, And he does have a lot of natural talent. Oh, yeah. But then Tiger sat down with him for a while. I mean, these guys are all rooting for each other and friends at the same time. He also thought that the, uh, the modern golfers today aren't as chummy with one another um, or just laying back. They're too professional, he thought, <laughs> you know, which is kind of interesting. And Not that he didn't like them. He just said it's a different, you know, it's, it's a different, different yeah, and no, it's okay. Every yeah. generation's different. Exactly. And, and think about it. You know, what, what Daly and, and Tiger Woods did is they set the table for the modern golfers of today because they brought in so much more viewers and, and mostly Tiger with the money that he brought in for golf and, and all, you know, the ratings and, you know, all the sponsorship money is, is all due to Tiger Woods. And, and who are two golfers you think that are completely different in many ways? Arnold Palmer and John Daly. Yeah. He gave an homage to Arnold Palmer when he won at that senior event last That's week. All, yeah. And uh, they asked him why. He goes, he's the man. He's the one who helped the senior tour. He did everything else. And what people didn't realize a lot of times is that behind the scenes, he wrote letters to the players all the time congratulating. He was the godfather of golf. You know, people <laughs> loved him, just absolutely loved him, yeah. including a guy you wouldn't think, like just John Daly. There you go. We got about a minute left. Any other things on your mind, or no? I'm fine. I, we flew through this show. Right? We did. I guess we didn't have anything. We have to think of a show other than The Walking Dead or something <laughs> yeah. that that we need to talk about. Yep. So what, yeah, is, what, what do you watch when you're not watching sport? When you're not watching sports? If I'm not watching sports, I'm uh, into this designated designated survivor show. Have you saw that with a? Uh, Again, I don't know what it is with names today, uh, but the guy started. Keeper Sutherland. Keeper Sutherland. Thank you. I'm a moron. That is my favorite show right now. That's must see TV. Uh, 
honestly, it's sports or that. I mean, I, I can watch the Criminal Minds and the Law and Orders and things like that as they come on in CIS, you know, shows like that. But uh, you know, I, I told somebody that just the other day. I'm getting tired. You, you hate to get tied to the TV, mostly during as the weather's starting to break. Now you want to be out more. Oh, absolutely. Other than the Penguins right now, I have nothing I have to see on TV. Yeah, I'm the same way. The only thing I watch is when I'm grading papers. I'm I'll watch Senate Senate hearings or some stupid thing like that. But I'm you know I'm addicted to the politics as well as the sports. I'm not interested in shows now unless I can binge them. Like the show you talked about, I'm like I don't want to commit to every Tuesday at 9:30 or 10. I want to wait. I'm waiting for that show to come out because you've talked a lot oh, of wonderful great. things about it. And I'm going to watch it all. Like there in about a week or two, oh, you, you Game will. of Cards is coming out. It's new yeah. season. I am so excited for that I guarantee show. you when Designated Survivor comes out on your Netflix or Hulu or whatever you're yeah. going to watch it on, you will watch it all in about two days and you'll come call me because you will not be able to not watch it. It's one of those. And if my cable goes out, I'll call you like 3 in the morning and <laughs> knock on the door. The cable did go it? out last night during the Penguins game in the third period. Did it? Really? That's when you thank the Lord for cell phones. One of the few times you'll ever <laughs> you hear me it? saying that. Well, I was at least watching it where the updates were coming through. <laughs> there you go. I was a nervous wreck, but as long as it stayed 2-0, I was 2-0, good. they won. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That's the Sports and Media Show with, uh, for this week. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.